You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Hi, this is Award Chefs, and welcome to episode 53 of The Melting Podcast. We're the Junior Chefs. I'm Emily. I'm Maggie. The grown-ups are not here right now. So we roll the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that rolling bin. <laughs> no, Lachlan, not the cheese grater. <laughs> Baby brothers. <laughs> do we know how to cook? No. But do the grown-ups? <laughs> no. Well, sometimes, but they make mistakes. And we have them. The mistakes? Yeah! Here's some watch recipes. <laughs> bon appetit! <laughs> Not suitable for children. No such things... Sorry, no such... Bleh, thing. Thing. It's singular. The thing! The thing! I can... Do. What? Click, clicky. She's like a 20 on a 10-point scale, and she was all injured, and her jumper was torn, and she, there was a, she was a cat! <laughs> she was a cat. What fresh hell is this? This is raining. <laughs> what fresh hell is that? That's, that's raining. Okay, if you're gonna be that loud, <laughs> with the purring, can't be here. Brown cow. <laughs> Cheese purrs. Cheese is it like related to cheese curds? Yes. Except they just shake around a little bit. <laughs> they don't squeak. They vibrate. Forty decibels. <laughs> Forty decibel cheese purrs. <laughs> I, I don't it's know cheese for your ears. Ew. Ew, ear cheese. She was curled up on the mattress, wheezing from the respiratory issue common to dragon's bread her size. Oh my god, she's Cersei. She's Cersei. Really? I have to read that line again because of you. I hate you. Let me know when you're done. Okay. <laughs> Tonks, let me know when you're done. Or run away. No such thing as lollywogs. Or kitties. Hey. Huh? Are we supposed to, like, do an episode or something? That's a cat. In case you didn't notice. It's a very fat cat's kind of hard to miss. It's a cat. Cat. Well, that's how you say fat cat. Just cat. <laughs> Psst. God, now what? Episode. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Who? Cheebus. I prefer cheeses. In case of emergency. Mm-hmm. Praise Jeebus. Oh, hey, yo. You're listening to the Melting Podcast. Um, this is not uh, affiliated with HomestarRunner.com. So I, I don't think we can get away with that. <laughs> it's not allowed. It's broken. You broke it. You broke, broke the podcast. You broke the podcast. It did have the heart of a champion. Before we murdered it. 
Feels a little dark today. My parents left town for their anniversary. My stupid sister is supposed to be watching me, but she'll be shut up in her room with her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. That could not have been more perfect. His ipa- appetite. <laughs> I like to eat. I eat. and bananas because I have an appetite. <laughs> Ouch! My brain! Stop it! <laughs> okay, I'm done. I broke Aaron. I'm all better now. One thing, though, his dad said, reaching out to halt Scotty's progress. <sighs> what, Dad? I want you to sneeze on the cat. What? <laughs> for good luck. <laughs> so he's going blue for real. The sneeze on the cat. What? <laughs> Scotty's dad was a cat. Wow. So. Just cut the cheese already. <laughs> no, the real cheese. I've, I've, I've got some. It's, it came pre-sliced. Ooh, fancy. Say things. <laughs> oh, and this is why we should not do a live recording without some kind of script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Theo, the sage nod over there <clears throat> in the corner of the couch. We banished him too. <laughs> Don't pout, honey. You like it there. The other security guard must have... Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I'm not telling the story anymore. Just fix my arm. (laughs) The end. Hey, Theo. Hey. Hey, Hey, Theo. Hey, Hey, Theo. Hey, Theo. 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 Hey. Hey. What? You know what it's time for? Car. Gus, you're not here. (laughs) Sorry. Get back in the room where we tied you up. Footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> or inchworming across the floor trying to get Scoot. Scoot. I could leave faster if you took the duct tape off my arms and legs. No. Damn it. <laughs> I gotta pee. Ew. That's what the cup is for. Chamber pot. But why did you attach it to my belly button? For a challenge. <laughs> it's hard mode. <laughs> Wait, AF has a belly button? I always thought it was sort of a test tube baby or something. (laughs) I was thinking hatched. (laughs) I don't know. Teeth aren't sharp enough. Slytherin. Enough of a beak. Oh, yeah, snake. Still need a beak, though, to hatch through. I don't think it was soft shell. That thing's (laughs) hard-headed. Anyway. This is why I only wash dishes. I don't break dishes. Well, well, he, uh, he, he washes dishes, not breaks them. Washes them. Um, he does inventory in our pantry. Uh, did we ever get more corn? Um, yes and no. I'm not sure I want to know what that means, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the serving of our botched recipes. Bon appetit. Where were you going to go with that, Theo? Seriously. <laughs> it's like we got corn, but, but then, I then ate there it. was an incident. It got popped. And then it blew away. (laughs) We got corn. We had Mexican jumping corn. (laughs) Oh god, I'm gonna have Francis on a banter. 
Is it bad that I understood what you said? No. I I just ignored. So. Well, that's usually the smart thing to do. So <laughs> It's safer that way. Okay. The other security guard got off a shot, which must have hit something, because he went down in a hail <laughs> of gunfire. In a blaze of glory. Anyway. I think the end of that is a stroke. Can you help me? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Why do you talk like that? I had a stroke. Hey, lexicon of sewers, and what the hell was that? <laughs> um, you talked. That night. And scratched. It's like an itchy and scratchy show. <laughs> we word entered and word and word entered. Word 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 turd turd turd. The melting podcast show. And that right there is why we're not doing a musical episode. Yeah, I can't make it so. Farting duck. <laughs> Quack. <laughs> Sorry, my stomach's making weird noises too, so. Other things you can do to help us out is you can go to the cat box <laughs> and shit in it. Do we have cheddar? Uh, what kind? Mild, medium, sharp, white? Extra sharp white. Preferably Vermont. Boy, you're racist. No, I, I, I just have cheese preferences. I'm sorry. Do we have any? I don't know. Am I in the refrigerator? Well, yeah, I figured that out later. They had her bugged, so she couldn't just blurt out that they'd been boarded by pirates, and that the rest of the crew were being held captive in the hold, and that we were going to... <laughs> Gosh, dang it, this is a long sentence. Yeah. You don't belong in here. Get out. And stay out. <laughs> For now. Till you get hungry again, which will be in five minutes, right? Well, it looks like they got started on our uh, our episode for us, episode 53, right? Well, the ingredients are there. They're just not assembled or in any kind of proper order. Well, they don't know how to cook. Yet. Much. Well, Does cereal count as cooking? In college. <laughs> Well, it looks like we've got a list here of things that we need to do now. The kids have checked off the first one. Aw, they got to introduce my bloopers. Pout. I hope they didn't actually listen to them. Why is the cheese grater out here? I don't know, but the corn's gone again. We had corn? No. Well, it looks like they attempted to kind of... Oh, that's where the corn went. Oh. Well, I, I, I guess we could sample a bit. Might turn us into food critics, though. Oh, well, we're good at that, aren't we? Actually, AF is good at that. So how about... Oh, hey, that's the next thing on our list, another segment. So how about we do a food critic there while we critique whatever this is? And clean up the rest. And put away the cheese grater. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, enjoy. All right, we're here for a food critic segment. 
Yay! What's a food critic? You! I'm a food critic. These are the segments where we review a book or an audiobook or an audio drama or some other creative endeavor that I have recently consumed because I go through a lot of books every year. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, late October at this point, and I've read 40 new books this year. Oh my. Yeah. I used to be on that level. I'll get there. It's, it's thanks to my commute and audiobooks, honestly. That's, yeah. that's But anyway, so I just finished reading. And by reading, I mean listening to, but I still call it reading because I consumed the book. My Bittersweet Summer by Starla Hutchton. Starla. It's a Starla book. All right. Yes. So this one, I know she does a lot of YA. Mm-hmm. Is this one a YA or is it, is. it a different genre? This is YA romance. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So is it similar at all to her Evolution series? Um, no, because the Evolution series is YA um, superhero romance. Mm-hmm. This is just YA romance. This is contemporary, modern, real-life people. Okay. So real quick breakdown on the story. Our main character is Margie Walsh. Mm-hmm. And she is... She's graduated from high school. She's in that limbo between high school and college. I remember that. Obviously, at the end of summer, she will be going to college, and she's planning on going to the American University of Paris. She wants to be a chef. Very nice. But she's going to go and get her uh, bachelor's in uh, business management first. Mm -hmm. Well, she lives, obviously, with her parents. Yeah. And she finds out that they are moving back to, I want to say, Cavanaugh Island. I... With audio, sometimes you don't remember the names of things because you don't yeah, read them over. Yeah, you don't and over. have the visual reference. But it's it's something to say. They go, there's an island that they used to live on when Margie was in elementary through middle school. Mm-hmm. That was extremely traumatic for her. Ooh. She was the subject of a lot of bullying and had and ended up in the hospital due to it. Wow. Six years of therapy, PTSD over it. It was that bad. Wow. And all of a sudden, she's going back. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. Poor kid. Yeah. So, but it's a wonderful opportunity for her parents who are not the wealthiest, Mm -hmm. but they're given the opportunity to reopen a failing French restaurant Mm -hmm. and they're getting a Michelin starred chef. Oh, wow. Wonderful recommendation for Margie. Yeah. But so she's got this summer that she's going to have to, basically three months, she's going to have to live back in this place that was a complete hellhole for her. Traumatic for her. Mm -hmm. And worst... The people that actually own the restaurant, the Robinsons, mm-hmm. their son, Zach, is going to be working at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. He's one of the ones that tortured Margie when she was a kid. Oh. Conflict. So, Forced contact with a past person. Mm-hmm. So that that's the premise of the story. Okay. Um, we go through, obviously, <laughs> dealing with having to move to seeing just the panic attack she has at being back there, seeing these familiar places. Yeah, just the triggering mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But it is a romance. Mm-hmm. So we know there's some positivity coming. Potentially. Romance is nothing if not, you know, conflicted. <laughs> well, so as far as the characterization goes, mm-hmm. not just of Margie, but mm-hmm. of the people surrounding her, mm-hmm. did you feel like all of that was well fleshed out or... Not. The characters as a whole are very genuine. I mean, obviously you do have Margie who is extremely deep. And since you're, this is in first person, you, you obviously see everything through her eyes 
and even like through the panic attacks throughout she is doing breathing exercises to try to keep herself calm and definitely the product of someone who has been through therapy mm -hmm. that's so so you can just gauge her emotional state just by a simple sentence three in six out four in eight out three in six out two and four out it's getting worse Mm-hmm. Just her breathing. So that just is, is, a, is an immediate, very it's simple immersive. but effective gauge. Yes. Yeah. Very, very emotional. Now, the other of the main characters, you have her best friend, Destiny, Des. Mm-hmm. And Destiny is her best friend on the island. She's always, you know, Margie's got friends from where she was for, yeah. for the last six years. But Destiny immediately welcomes her back. Destiny is safe. Destiny is a friend. Mm-hmm. She didn't torture her. Not to mention Destiny's mom runs a bakery that sells snickerdoodle cupcakes, which are Margie's favorite. I want one of these cupcakes. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> craving a little bit and, of snickerdoodle myself now. And Destiny is very much the sure of herself, not to a fault, type of character mm. she she knows who she is she knows what she wants to do and she is perfectly fine with herself bitch i apologize for the language but that that's just the way that des is um she she knows what she is about and she is completely confident with who she is she's she's comfortable she's lucky and then we have our male lead zach of course yeah and zach is the product of a very wealthy upbringing I mean, there are the rich people on this island. Zach and his friends, Matt, Avery, Lance, and I'm wanting to say Chad was the other one. Um, they were the ones who were torturing Margie all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spoiled rich boys, Zach's parents, like I said, they own the restaurant. Yeah. Zach was actually, all the time was when Margie was being tortured as a kid. Like, they would throw dead rats at her, or dead mice at her. Ugh. And hide them in her locker and just all this kind of stuff. Ugh. He mostly just watched. He was just apathetic about everything because everything bored him. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, Zach, everybody's saying that Zach has changed. Zach is better. Zach's trying to be a good person. He doesn't always succeed. And that is one of the most real things about him. Mm-hmm. He tries. And you it's can see that. It's not just an about face. Yeah. You can see that. You can tell he's, he's saying the right thing. But when it comes to a moment when he has to act. He has it's his, still a struggle. He has his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Margie's parents, um, Zach's parents, um, some of the other help, like um, the Robinsons' cook, Rosalinda. Mm-hmm. They're all just ex- just extremely real people. I don't feel like anybody was a 2D cardboard cutout. Okay. So Hutchton did a wonderful job with the characters. Okay. As far as plot. Mm-hmm. Did it follow a good timeline, a good pacing? It did. Reach um, an adequate conclusion? According, I mean, obviously the title, My Bittersweet Summer, we were condensed to just a three-month block. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like you get a week where you get day by day. And then it's three weeks later. Mm-hmm. So you, you had chunks of time that were skipped. But... It was times when when it would it made sense for things to be skipped. Like nothing there, was really happening anyway. Why tell? Like it? Margie spending all the time helping to refurbish the restaurant. There, sun up to sundown. You don't need all the detail of what she did in the restaurant. So that stuff like that made sense. Um, and the pacing during the events when things actually really were happening was perfectly fine. Everything just was really scheduled, really just steady. I like that. Mm-hmm. Very nice. 
And you do feel like it reached an adequate conclusion. I do. Um, I do have that little bit of, I don't want to say stigma towards romance, because I do enjoy it when I read a romance novel. Mm -hmm. Things did wrap up a little tidily, but it wasn't, I mean, it's like something that you could have guessed probably would have ended. It was going to happen. But considering the way that Hutchton set things up, you second guess yourself. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. So not a twist ending, but still not a predictable ending. Either. Yeah, it was it was twistictable. I like that. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna I'm, we're gonna patent that. I'm gonna coin that one. I'm gonna All right, carve it into a, a cookie cake and make it. Our I, own. I think you use icing and decorate a cookie cake. Not I can carve it. it if I want. I'm the head chef. I thought you were the executive chef. That's the last episode. I know. So people listen to it. I got demoted. Don't tell anyone. I think I just... Moving on. <laughs> All right. So we, we've gone over our plot. We've mm-hmm. gone over our characters, mm-hmm. your pacing, mm-hmm. genre, mm-hmm. you know, age range, all this. Yep. So uh, I think all that's left is to ask you how many spoons you would give it. On a scale of one to five spoons, I give it five. All right. I, I do, because Hutchton, is, she's been so consistent with... I've read... a. a more than a double handful of her books at this point. Mm-hmm. And this one goes right on the bookshelf with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because it's alphabetized. No, 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 that, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. But no, it, it's, it's a very solid novel. It was a joy to listen to. I kept on finding myself waiting for my commute home or to work so I could get another 45 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always good. It, it sucked. It sucked me in very well. Um, so yeah, so a solid, solid five, uh, five wooden spoons. I'll go, I'll go wooden spoon because you might use those to. Uh, They're slightly more porous. Actually, no, I'm not going to go wooden spoons. I'm going to go five um, cookie scoops. Ooh. Because cookies. Because of the baking. Because of the baking, the cookies play a bigger. I want the cookies in this story. That is all. Starla, that's um, apparently an ultimatum. Yeah. So. Uh... This is an emergency. I need cookies. All right, then. Well, thank you very much, um, Head Chef A.F. Grappen. She gets bonus points because she mentioned one of the movies from my childhood in this book. The Brave Little Toaster. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Have a good day, everyone. Wow. Um, Wow. I just... Oh my gosh, it tastes like used feet. That was disgusting. That was... I don't know if I can call our kids junior chefs anymore. Nope. Nope. Not today. Okay, well, we're not going to make it much longer. Um, Why don't you listen to something about somebody else now, okay? Huh? Huh? Nineteen forty, Chicago. The Nazis may have lost the war, but the legacy of their occult projects still stumble the streets. Ghouls and zombies live in their own tiny ghetto where necromancy and crime thrive. Marcus Sage, veteran of the war and private investigator, is called upon to search the haystack of the undead for the needle of a missing briefcase. A small task, 
but one that leads through the world of crooked politics, organized crime, and the dark tendrils of necromancy itself, to the middle of explosive repercussions that threaten to burn the entire city to the ground. From author James Silverstein comes the hard-boiled gumshoe and zombie story that you've been waiting for. Necropolis, book one in the case files of the undead. Look for it on Amazon and other fine ebook retailers on September 2nd. And tell them Marcus Sage sent you. But just remember, in the Necropolis, everyone wants to hear you scream. Okay. Okay. Got that out of her system. Literally. That 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 was that was a um I don't want to repeat that. That was a creative experience. Next time the kids can sample their own stuff. But you know what actually is fun to sample? Other people's food. Yes. Not what I meant though. Mystery meals. Didn't we just have one? Yeah, but this one wasn't made by the kids. This one was made by giant grown-up kids. And it's just words, so we consume it with our ears. How do you chew? Honey, I think you're overthinking this. You might (laughs) want to go back to the dishes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. I love you. I love you, too. All right, so we're going to move on to a mystery meal. Not the kind that my junior chefs made, the kind that you guys made. These are Mad Libs that we create with your help from works of classic literature. And remember, these are unedited. So there might be some profanity. There might be some objectionable material. You'll just have to wait and see. I forgot what I was going to say. A word. Just one. But at least it will be well read. That was more than one word. Yeah. By me. Mm-hmm. Hover. How was that a burn when I acknowledged your, you know, skill and... Because the food on the stove is burning. That's not my job. I am the dish boy. Ah! Well, shit. Is that an order? Oh no, do you have to? Not really. Okay. Let's move this closer to you. I'm the important you're... one. Yeah. Aww. As always. And then flip the. What's the thing? Rotate it a little bit so it's more. Yeah, because. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, because that way that might go pick you up. It'll pick the two of us because there's two classes. I know. Yay! I've seen it without its shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it likes me very much. Cross your tits and hope to die. Now I just want to try that. I'm wearing a bra. It doesn't work. Oh, okay. So anyway, now that that's over, mystery meal, guys. (laughs) Guess guess who we actually had this time? The cookie monster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brownie monster is here, and by that I mean Theo. Corn boy. <laughs> we have our dish boy. Dish boy's here. But he's not the one who's going to be reading this mystery meal. Nope, he's going to listen to me. Yep. 
And, As usual. And, and why in particular <laughs> are you reading this this mystery meal, Aaron? Well, see, this is the soliloquy from Hamlet that has apparently been destroyed, thanks to all of you, and I love you. The reason I'm going to be reading it and not the, the male in the room um, is I've played Hamlet before. Yes, I played a boy. It was awesome. It was actually somewhat convincing. But... So apparently they want me to reprise this role in butcher form. Podcast style. Oh yeah. So I get to really destroy this. Um, before she gets started, just keep in mind these are unedited. And this is her first time reading this, so... Yeah, I, I have not seen any of it. We, whoever reads the mystery meal did not see it beforehand, or, or if, say, it was AF who did it, it's been a long it's time. It's been a long time. But yeah, so this is... a. Uh... It would just, just, just do the thing. This, if, if you're not familiar with what the Hamlet soliloquy is, it's the to be or not to be speech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no pressure, right? By William Shakespeare. Hamlet by William Shakespeare. Oh, dear God. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that voice. To chop or not to evolve? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> wow, it's America! <laughs> Whether tis nobler in the white blood cells to suffer the slings and arrows of moist fortune. <laughs> I can't even get into character. There's, there's, there's no character. <laughs> or to take nostrils against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them. To die. To bathe. No more. <laughs> what a stinky end. <laughs> a You're corpse. a stinky end. I have a stinky end. Well, go take a shower. What's wrong with you? To bathe no more. Didn't you hear? Oh, right. Right. Uh, to die, to bathe no more. And by asleep, to say we end the kitty cat and the negative three natural shocks that flesh is heir to. <laughs> Don't end the kitty cat. <laughs> Wait, which cat? Tom's. Oh, oh no. don't Don't end the kitty cat. Her fat will end her. All right. Tis a consummation drunkenly to be wished. <laughs> but I wish. <laughs> <laughs> to die, to sleep. To sleep, perchance to deny. <laughs> Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of Johnson's wax, what, <laughs> what dreams may come when we have shuffed off this aromatic coil. <laughs> Shuffled off. I want shuffed off. Shuffed off is fine. This aromatic coil must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so squishy life. <laughs> Are you a healer? Say, yes, I'm squishy. squishy. I'm squishy. <laughs> I need a tank. <laughs> uh, squishy life. For who would bear the cocktail swords and scorns of time? The oppressor's wrong. The rhapsodic man's... <laughs> I can't. Do it. No. <laughs> The rhapsodic man's... <laughs> I just... I can't. Uh, the pangs of askew love. Uh, askew. <laughs> the law's delay, the insolence of office, and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes. When he himself might his quietus make with a perfunctory bodkin. <laughs> I would like to see one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Who would fartles bear to grunt and pose under a weary life? But that the dread of something after death, the undiscovered Eiffel Tower, 
Don't get God! <laughs> Looms! From whose <laughs> From whose born no traveler returns, puzzles the will, and turns the page. <laughs> or throws the page. And makes us rather bear those ills we have than masticate to others we know not of. Masticate shows up a lot. <laughs> uh, well, we do a lot of talking. Yeah, well. <laughs> I just read the next line. <laughs> read it out loud for the rest of us to enjoy. Thus conscience does make theocasmarks of us all. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> And thus the native hue of resolution is sicklied o'er with the cobalt blue cast of thought. (laughs) And enterprise of great pitch and moment with this regard their currents turn awry and lose the name of action. Transplant you now, the fair Scott Sigler. (laughs) Jabberwocky, in thy orisons be all my sins weeded. (laughs) (laughs) The fair Scott Sigler. Transplant you now. But I love how Theo Kesmic was just a noun. Yeah. To die. To, to bathe. bathe. No, no more. more. <laughs> well, I think I've thoroughly butchered that. Thank you for your help, everybody. I think that's one of the driest readings I've ever done. <laughs> wow. We'll see you next time. Just wow. All right. So uh, we thoroughly destroyed that piece of very classical literature. It will not be. And we'll just leave it at that. Speaking of leaving it at that. Oh. That's all the material we have for you today. I hope it has been enjoyable. There was a certain part of it that was not for us, thanks to the small ones. But overall, we enjoyed it thoroughly. And I hope you did too. Now we do have a few reminders for you. First of all, review us on iTunes. You'll be able to find that information on the website, and if you listen to any of our previous episodes, AF is not here right now to remind me of what everything is, so I'm lost and confused. I'm thinking of just putting Gus's words on an answering machine and just rewinding and mixing words to make sentences in the absence of AF. Yeah, we need to do that. But what do we say to that idea? Not today. Not today. Um, My other answer was going to be submitted in triplicate and wait two weeks for a response. That would be if AF was actually involved in the process. Oh, right. Bureaucrat. Anyway. Bureaucrat. (laughs) We say of the oldest member of our crew. (laughs) Anyway. Review us on iTunes. Give us all the stars. Helps other people to find us. Helps us to grow. Check us out on Patreon. You get stuff. For sending us stuff. So that's some good stuff right there. Speaking of stuff, you can buy podcast swag on the Spreadshirt website, which again can be found elsewhere, and I don't remember it. AF knows that stuff. So buy stuff with our faces on it. Really, really cute artwork. You know you guys want this. And also, more stuff. Stuff that you send us. Don't they need to send us stuff? Much stuff. All the stuff. So we have prompts to help them learn what stuff to send us. So, Theo? Specialized tell stuff. Us the, t- tell us the stuff. Prompt number 13. Where did the corn go? Into the mystery mail the kids made, but we will never speak of it again. 
Prompt number 14. A rash of people have just entered the emergency room, all of them exhibiting superpowers. I wish I could exhibit superpowers. You do. You threw up less than me. <laughs> you have an iron gut. Well, a holy iron gut now. <laughs> holy like cheese? Like a, like a sieve. <laughs> He's so cute. All right, so that was iTunes, Patreon, Spreadshirt, Prompts. And remember, we also love our main ingredient stories. Those are 5,000 word limit. And we've had people use some of our prompts to spur those stories and help them create those combinations of prompts. Or just a story you've got lying around that hasn't been produced in audio form before, we'll take it. And right now, until the end of the year or until supplies run out, we are sending you an item from our box of doom. doom. Whenever you send us in a story, whether it's accepted or not, whether it's main ingredient, flash fiction, prompt based, send us a poem, send us a song to say, send us something and we'll send you something back. These are nerdy things. Uh, the more, majority of them are from loot crates and things like that, that we have been collecting over the months and such. Um, so you send us something and we'll send you something back. So it's a win-win. Also, you'll get to hear your work produced by us and we're awesome. So send us stuff. We like stuff. Stuff and makes the world go round. You don't know the line. I miss AF. Send us stuff and we'll use it to feed the masses. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast. Or you can email us themeltingpodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff. Oh, my gosh, it tastes like a panhandler's handkerchief. My God, it tastes like my Aunt Marion smells. It tastes like blue people. It tastes like fart popcorn. Fart corn. We found the corn. Is that when you pop corn in methane? You pop corn and then you create methane. <laughs> <laughs> that tasted like Swedish sauerkraut. It tastes like Donkey Kong got it on. On what? You. Oh. It tastes like a hobo's mustache. It tastes like leprosy. <laughs> tastes like Ralph's red crayon. After, After he ate it. Tastes like where hopes and dreams go to die. It tastes like greasy garbage man sweat. Oh, it tastes like a sweaty stockbroker's... Penis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It tastes like a sweaty stockbroker on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>